0: The College Basketball Experience Elite Eight Saturday preview and picks episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Networks presented by Winbet. The Winbet Casino is now offering a hundred percent deposit match, up to a thousand dollars for new users. Download the Winbet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W Y N N betcom and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as 25 grand with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And last but not least, we're brought to you by the SGPN app. Yes, don't forget to download the SGPN app for all of our free picks and podcasts today. This is Brock
1: Purdy from Iowa State, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride.
0: Welcome to the college basketball experience. Dare I sh- say, elite eight preview? My name is Kobe, swinging database, Dan, aka Pick Dundee. D. That's not a pick. This is a pick. Nobody knows nothing. Somebody knows. Double the price. But no one touches Dundee. Oh, what a night we had last night! sweet 16 action. We got one more night of it. This is recording. uh, You know, we are recording this one Friday morning, so we don't know all the teams in the elite eight, but we know enough to have on just, I I am proud to have this guy on the show for many reasons right now, because one, he's an Arkansas Razorback fan, but also he's new to the sports gambling podcast team. You got to give it up for my guy, chase, AKA the wolf of Oakland. Who, who? Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. I can, I can do this. Ah, woo! werewolves in Fayetteville.
1: <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Taking, taking license with Warren Zevon.
0: Oh, all right. Yeah. Let's get behind that. Everyone, How's it going, man? Dude, I'm doing great, and I know you got to be doing great because, I mean, what a what. I'll be honest. I was all over the zags, and I and you know what? I, foolishly, I, I broke one of my own rules guard play matters in March. And I faded the team with bad guard play, but I thought Mark few would be able to adjust. That was not the case. Eric Musselman out coached. I thought just had a great game plan set for uh, for taking down Gonzaga. People can play Can complain all they want. Yes. Do I think those fouls against Holmgren were weak? It still doesn't matter from the game. From the minute that game started, I feel like, or at least like the five minutes in to the end. I felt like Arkansas was the better team. They wanted it more. So, we can play that foul game all you want. It wouldn't have mattered because the Gonzaga guards were getting beat non-stop. I mean, if you, What's if that? you
1: want to complain about the fouls, let, let's look at points in the second half where it was Arkansas had 8 fouls to Gonzaga's 1. So, like we were getting shot with a shotgun, they were getting shot with a sniper rifle. Both were taking bullets. I don't think we can really say that they were necessarily playing favorites, but I mean, weak fouls maybe still, I, I feel like we just kind of beat them up and down the court.
0: Yeah. And and my thing is like, yes. Okay. I thought there were some weak fouls on Holmgren. I I admit that, but they were still losing with Holmgren in, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like it wasn't like, Hey, Gonzaga had a 10 point lead and he fouled out and all of a sudden Arkansas came, came roaring back. No, Arkansas kind of controlled the pace of the game. I thought uh, they wanted it more. I thought they were the hungry team. I thought on eye test, they were the better team. And the better team is moving forward. I and look, I had Gonzaga. I had Gonzaga as my pick. And I look like a fool. And I, I have to apologize to the to the Wolf of Oakland because, you know, I didn't ride with his boys. And he texted me, he was upset about that. He said, Colby, I thought you knew better. And, and and now, now look at me over here. I, I am sorry, Chase, the Wolf of Oakland, I am very sorry for not backing your boys.
1: Don't apologize to me. You apologize to Nolan Richardson. <laughs> <laughs> Say uh, directly to Papa Smurf,
0: dude. So, so what, what do you make of this though? Now that now that Arkansas is in the Elite Eight, now they'll be facing Duke, and I know we're going to get to that game in a minute. Um, but did you, when you filled out a bracket, did you have that Arkansas winning at all, or is, did did you did you you know, I did. I did. I, I jump at
1: any opportunity to be like a big, disgusting Homer. And like you said, what a night last night. My last night is still going, dude. So it is just big, disgusting homers is dripping off the walls at this point. Um, yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, I, I personally have felt that we were a top 10 caliber team since about mid-March. And being in the elite eight, at least gives me a little bit of validation there that we are as good as I've been telling people. I had people tell me that Ken Palm said we were going to lose five of six. When we started in March, I said, no, we're going to win five of six. And it happened.
0: Yeah. Ken Palm also said Providence and Miami weren't good basketball teams. And they're both playing tonight in the sweet 16. I, I don't right? trust
1: Ken or his Pomeranian to yes. be
0: frank. Yes. Yes. Uh, no, I, I, but you know, what scared me away from Arkansas was the New Mexico state game. Cause I yep. thought, New Mexico state defended Arkansas. So well, I thought they were a liability on the front court. And I also thought they got very fortunate to win that game because I, I watched that game and I kind of, okay. I thought like Arkansas probably was the better team on eye test, but barely. And I thought barely, like, I thought like if, if New Mexico state could have hit those open threes, that rice, uh, the, the guard missed, I feel like the whole second half, I feel like they would have lost. I really feel like right. Arkansas would have lost that game. Um, now. Musselman survived. And once again, he, he's proving to be one of the best coaches. I think that's, uh, you know what he made the elite eight last year. And then at Nevada, I think he made the sweet 16 the year prior that we had a tournament. Obviously COVID took out that one year. So he's just, he's really got a, a knack for, for these games and winning in March. So, Hey, so your, your brackets looking great. And mine, mine was destroyed because I had Arizona, but get, get this. I had Houston beating Arizona last night. Because when I submitted my bracket, I wasn't fucking thinking about experience Mm -hmm. and when Kentucky lost to St. Peter's and you realize Kentucky barely had any tournament experience, I said, you know what? Houston's going to beat Arizona. So I, on, on, on air on record, on tally site, I had the Houston cougars, but my bracket, you can flush that thing down the fucking toilet. All right. Flush it down the toilet. I
1: still have a completely intact final four. With Arkansas, North Carolina, Houston, and uh, Kansas, and uh, I've got a Arkansas-Kansas final. I also am am in possession of Arkansas to win it all at fifty to one, and Houston to win it all at thirty-three to one. If they make it to the finals, I'm just going to sit back and I don't know, like, yeah, just hand hands-free orgasm at that point while I
0: watch the game. There's really nothing nothing much more to do. We got to have you host the college basketball experience with that. With that. With having all four teams alive, shit. Let's get to, let's get to that. The Duke, Texas tech game. Cause Duke, I, I said this line smelled like Courtney loves vagina. I said this, this one is just, doesn't make sense. Duke is normally always favored. And if I would have set the line, first off, Duke's the two seed, Texas Tech's the three seed. So you would think based on seeding that Duke would be the favorite. And they're normally always favorite. They're like the Cowboys or Notre Dame in football where they get more, you know, the public loves them so much. So I would have set the line at Duke minus three and a half. If it was up to me. I was shocked when they were a one point dog. and I said, this line reeks. It reeks. Now I still took Texas tech cause they were the more experienced team. I didn't lie, but I advised my clients. I said, don't bet this game. And I we were talking about it here in the studio. I said, Duke's going to win this game. The, the line every time this year, I feel like honestly, like probably a 95% rate every time I've said the line, does not make sense? Cause me and Ryan Kramer started really gotten we started making our lines because the college basketball shows we needed to have out the day before and the li- the lines were out. So we started making our lines and we really kind of got in a knack for creating our lines correctly, right? Using a couple different uh, websites and kind of our own algorithm with points or with away games, this, that Duke Texas tech line didn't make sense. So I, I was on board there saying, Hey, don't bet this. It doesn't make sense. And normally it's the team that the line doesn't make sense with that wins it. And that was obviously Duke right there. So Duke survives setting up Arkansas Duke also Villanova takes down Michigan. I was on the right side of that Houston takes down Arizona. I was on the right side of that. Who'd you have in that Nova Michigan game.
1: Chase. I was, I was on Nova. So I'm I'm setting the elite eight there. Yeah. I, I kind of thought that Michigan's time was just running out a a little bit. you know, it, it seems like they're, they're a team that I believe gets a high percentage of their, their points from, from two pointers and a team, you know, going against a, a team like Villanova who can just bomb it from three. That's just, you know, a prescription for a recipe for getting kind of left behind. Um, that's how they, that's how Villanova seems to have been covering big spreads, you know, throughout the years, they just had that backbreaking run of threes, I'm not even sure if they, they covered cause I just took them on the money line in a parlay to be, to be safe. Um, but you know, I, I, they're a strong team. I don't, I'm not sure if they, they've got national championship written on them this year, but yeah, good. I mean, good win.
0: Yeah. I think they were hungry. I mean, Houston with, uh, with the uh, great win for, for Jay Wright and Nova. And then Houston, Houston being a five seed was completely fucking disrespectful, <laughs> completely yeah. disrespectful. And Kelvin Sampson should have been coach of the year. I think that team was hungry. I think all, like Musselman said, with, with all the people that took Gonzaga, he put that shit on the bulletin board. And, you know, it, it clearly showed when you watched the game, every loose ball, I felt like Arkansas wanted it more. And the same situation with Houston and Arizona, it was like, it was like this, essentially.
1: Good round, you're celebrating with your appetite. Bad round, you're losing,
0: you're using your appetite to forget about the round. I'll tell you something about appetite. It's a real fucking great thing to have shout out to Bobby Knight because that's exactly appetite. They had a it, look, Houston had a great fucking appetite last night. Arkansas had a great appetite last night. They're both going to, to the elite eight. So now let's key in on Saturday's games, uh, Houston, Nova three oh nine PM on the West uh, Houston, a two point favorite. Are you surprised to see them give the kook some love? It is isn't San Antonio. Which you would think, Houston. I know Nova travels. You know they have a decent, you know, history with the their 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 basketball alumni. I feel like or their their alumni traveled all the basketball games as as opposed to football. Um, Houston laying to over under at one twenty eight. Were you surprised to see Houston favored here? I'm I'm not necessarily I'm not
1: surprised. I, I really feel like this Houston team with their short bench and their short rotation is actually really well built for tournament basketball where they can have just like game day off game and then rest. And you really start, started to see at the end of the season about the time that they lost to SMU at home, how much that short rotation was taken out of them. All the shots were coming up short and everything. I I mean, I think they're, they're peaking and, and I I think they kind of had this, this line nailed. I I might even stretch it out a little bit more in Houston's favorite uh, favor, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I I saw some tweets about this. The contrast in styles here of you know Villanova is the sixteenth best offensive team. They take super great care of the ball uh, with Colin Gillespie. You know they are they basically never commit turnovers. I'm serious, like hey, they, like they're fourteenth in the nation, and I feel like in the NCAA tournament, I read I forget what that stat is. I don't have it prepared, but Colin Gillespie basically turns the ball over once per thirty minutes. I think it was. The the
1: thing with Villanova is I. I was on St. John's in the big East tournament on the money line to take them down. And I think they run into trouble when you have athleticism that can run out and guard the three point line. That's if you can force them to shoot sub 40, you know, 30, 29% from three, then, then you're going to have a really good chance at at beating them. And that's kind of Houston's deal is they're big, they're aggressive on defense. They're long. Um, If they can keep them shooting cold and Houston could absolutely roll.
0: Yeah, I, I actually, I'm, I mean, I'm going to take Houston minus the two, but I, the contrast in styles is fascinating to me on the fact they never make turnovers, but yet Houston forces a, turn, a ton of turnovers. And then Villanova was like the best free throw shooting team ever 83%. That's fucking incredible. You're, you're normally, Jay yeah. Billis was on the show and he said, You're normally happy when you got one guy that can shoot 83%. The whole team? Are you kidding me?
1: <laughs> um that's a free throw game tighter than jay billis's sport sport coat game for sure
0: <laughs> exactly but then you have houston who's 324th in free throws i mean that's terrible then you have yeah. then you have i mean villanova great three point shooting team houston's like i guess better than average but they're still i mean they're charting at 130th um you know, they, they make eight threes a game, which is like uh, they average eight threes a game, which is 117th. But Villanova averages, you know, almost 10, uh, which is 23rd in the nation. So the, the contrast in styles there both play at an incredibly slow pace. Um, let me ask you this if you had to go over or under at, at 128, now this opened, by the way, it opened at Houston minus two and a half, and then the total was at 128 and a half. So it's came down a half a point, 128. Call me crazy, but I think I go over.
1: Yeah. That that feels like an overreaction to all the games that we saw yesterday. Like they're just, they're just kind of counting on everyone to keep shooting cold in these sweet 16 locations. Yeah. I I, 64, 64. I I could see it. I I mean, I could even see like a, you know, like a 70, 70, you know, 60 kind of game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I probably will, if I, if I can't get, Good enough odds on on you know Houston you know with a the spread then then I probably just try to hammer that that over quite honestly.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think I think uh, I like Houston to win the game. I'm going to lay the two. I'm also going to take the over. Give me the Houston Cougars. Now let me ask you this: If a cougar's facing a Wildcat in the wild, well, is a mm-hmm. wild wait is a Wildcat a Cougar?
1: <laughs> so, I think all of this to. De- Depends on if a puma is there to to arbitrate. Um, that's that's the thing. Um, I I don't know. I come on, be be unique. Let's, um, let's dump these felines. Let's get with the poor sign. You know what I'm saying? Razorbacks, baby. Yeah, right. There's only one.
0: Uh, Houston wins. I'm going cougar. Cougar beats a wildcat. Yeah. Whatever that is. All right. Houston beats a wildcat. I'm laying the two chases as well. The Wolf of Oakland telling you to lay the two points with the Cougars. And then uh, also we like the over. Now let's hop on down to 5 49 PM on the West. So what? 8 49 on the East. I know my brother NC Nick is probably complaining despite it being a Saturday night says we got, he's got two, two daughters. So he's like, I got to get to sleep early. This game's tipping off at nine. I'm going to be up late. Uh, Duke, Arkansas rematch Scotty Thurman. Scotty Thurman draining the three with with Corliss Williamson and Corey Beck uh, against Grant Hill. And was it Cherokee parks? I think was on that team. I I remember it it like it was yesterday because my brother NC, Nick is a diehard Duke fan. So guess who was a a big time Arkansas fan from the rest of the rest of that year. And then, then the next year, Um, a lot of what's lost in history is that
1: actually, uh, the summer after that, uh, Scotty Thurman was my uh, coach in a mini basketball camp, uh, along with Derek Fisher, uh, here oh, in Little wow. Rock.
0: Wow. That is lost in <laughs> history. Did you guys win or did he phone it in?
1: Uh, it was a one day mini camp and I think it was at like a racket club. Uh, so I already felt out of place. Cause as if you use the <laughs> word racket and spell it with a Q, it's automatically too nice for me. Um, I was way more starstruck by Scotty Thurman. Turns out probably should have been by Derek Fisher. Uh, after all was said and done, because Scotty didn't even get drafted, but really nice guy. I made him laugh. That was awesome. You know what's crazy?
0: Uh, Life is about timing, because Scotty Thurman was a tweener. He was too short for the two-guard spot in the NBA, and I wonder in today's NBA, because it's small ball now, I I think people like him or Sean Respert or something would be much more efficient in today's NBA than back then. We, you know, we had, it, we Hold had on,
1: jacks up three pointers. Nobody plays defense. Yeah. That, that's Scotty Thurman's league right well, there.
0: Sports change. Just like, you know, everything else changes in life. And like we had Eric Metcalf on the show and I was telling Sean and Ryan before that, I was like, do you realize? I don't think you guys realize how good he was. Like if he played in today's league, I think he'd be a first ballot hall of famer. I think he'd probably destroy some of the record books because he was kind of, they didn't know how to, first off, they weren't that innovating and how to use a player like that back then. And also it was kind of a, a, you know, everyone had their thoroughbred running back that there was like a gigantic running back that they ran to. So they really didn't. And, and Marty Schottenheimer was already super conservative with the Browns. They didn't really know how to use him. And oh man, in today's system, I mean, uh, you people think Tyree is great. Eric Metcalf would fucking destroy stuff, but we're getting, we're going off on a tangent. Scotty Thurman though, I think would have been pretty good in today's NBA. Um. Arkansas getting four points. Now this is what I expect. Hello. This is, this is what I'm talking about. Duke's the two seed. Arkansas the four Duke laying four. This is what I expected when they played Texas tech. So this is normal. This is now normal to me. This is what I, this is now it makes me say, Hey, Arkansas is going to win this game. Great season for coach K because the line doesn't reek, you know, it, it just doesn't reek like Slater. Um, I think Arkansas getting four points here. You look at the analytics here. First off, Arkansas has got the more experience. They went to the, the elite eight a season ago. Now I know some of those guys are gone. Transfers have came in, but I, I do think Duke is kind of like, okay, credit to them. They they got the win. I, I think that was a pretty fair win for them yesterday against Texas tech, but the Michigan state game, they weren't super impressive. The The round one opponent, they gave him a great Cal State Fullerton that should have been a 16 seed. Um, so they've had some nice breaks. Well, here we're going to find out because Eric Musselman, I think, is a damn good coach. I mean, obviously, Coach K is a legendary coach when you have 100 tournament wins. The line is four. It, talk about contrast in styles. Arkansas 32nd in the nation and pace. Duke 180th. So who's going to win that battle? As far as what type of game is it going to be played? Is L, is, is Arkansas going to be able to run? The ball up the court and down the court, or is Duke going to slow them down? Another uh, the thing is field goal percentage. That's not Arkansas's for, forte. They're 216th in the nation in field goal percentage. Duke is fourth. So, efficiency on offense, clearly in the Blue, De- Blue Devils' favor. But defensively, clearly, Arkansas's forte. Tartan at 32nd in the nation. I actually think they're better than 32nd. Remember, they had a bunch of transfers. They got better as the season goes along, like most Muscleman teams or mo- most muscleman coach teams do Duke 121st break down what you, what you're thinking here in this game, chase. I know so, you're taking Arkansas cause your bracket break down. Wh- what are you thinking? How is this game going to shake out?
1: So I went back and I looked at Duke's losses and, and it seems like the teams that Duke struggles with, they get the majority of their points from two point field goals. They have a lower number of possessions per game and they have, they rank highly in extra scoring chances per game. So I'm really kind of in the weeds with how they're going to play this. Like, do you, do you tell, do you tell a, a wild razorback hog not to be a wild razorback hog and get up and down the court and tell them to slow down and, you know, make it happen off the dribble work in half court sets and just, you know, guard the three point line. And, and that's how you do it. Kind of slow it down to a crawl. Um, Ace. Then I, I, I mean, I, I kind of like him going slow. Uh, they were really dis- disruptive last time. Uh, but they're I mean, with, with that, there's always gambles you're gambling with, with jumping out and passing lanes, getting, getting out there, getting out of position. Um, I, I could easily see like Devo Davis and uh, JD do kind of running like a two man game at, at the top and just kind of weaving until they, they get, you know, a place to cut in and, and get to the lane or running the uh, the uh, uh, pick and roll game with uh, Jalen Williams and letting him either roll to the basket or distribute. He's a great passer out of the, uh, out of the, uh, the, the post.
0: Um, I mean, Williams, is he going to be matched up with Banchero perhaps, or is it with Williams on Williams? Maybe. I I think it's probably Williams on Williams.
1: Yeah. Yeah, That, that seems about, I mean, he Jalen's, I think goes to like six eleven with the sideshow, Bob hair. And so like, yeah, I mean, he's going to, he's going to be your, your big man down there, but he can get out there and play that kind of, you know, high post pick and roll kind of game. He's silky, man. He's got some footwork and he's got some, some silky little finger rolls going. Um, yeah. I. If they get out and start running, just God knows, knows what happens. I like our chances because I feel like we show that we're a much more physically fit team uh, than, than a lot of who were playing. You just saw Drew, you know, Timmy looking like, you know, he went too hard in his YMCA games where he likes <laughs> to set, you know, Slimer picks and always insist on being skins. Um, yeah. I, I, I think that, the key thing is going to be how they decide to play it. If they go slow, I like their chances. And if Duke, if Duke fouls a lot, I really like our chances. Duke normally doesn't foul. Yeah. But we get such a high percentage of our points from free throws that, I mean, if you put us on the line, like we're, we're going to win that game. Yeah. And it know, makes
0: Arkansas me Arkansas only made 14 shots against New Mexico state because the rest were all free throws.
1: Right. Right. Like it, it seems like if we, uh, you know, if we can play the slowdown style where it's just like focused on the dribble drive and we can get them in foul trouble, then then it might be, you know, slows the way to go. So I'm, I'm definitely taking, taking the points because I feel like we always play to our competition. Uh, if, if you even look at our game at Tennessee where we were down, it felt like 30 at halftime and we charged back to almost win that one. Yeah. Like we're, we're, we're always going to scrap and, and make it close. Uh, I, I mean, just, you know, get, get your, get your drop cloth ready. Cause it's going to be a big, disgusting Homer. I will be sprinkling on the money line. Of course.
0: Yeah. And, and then you make a good point. is like the, the, the condition that they're in, you know, drew Timmy was sitting there like this, I smoke and I drink and um, I don't have stress and I'm healthy. He might've thought he was healthy, but after that game, trust me, uh, I, I think he was huffing and puffing. Uh,
1: John Daly saw him and was like, God damn. I know what that feels like. <laughs>
0: Shout out to John Daly, gigantic Arkansas Razorback fan. Um, Yeah, I think I I'm all over the, uh, the uh, Arkansas plus four. I'm sprinkling the money line. Now, let me ask you this. The over unders at 147. I kind of lean under sames, samesies. I I think I like the under, I think that's like a solid lock play there. I mean, for one, you have a Duke team that
1: doesn't typically foul. That's not going to give, you know, if, if they stay within their character, they're not going to give a lot of extra point opportunities from, you know, putting people on the line. Um, yeah. I, I really like the, the under, I mean, Arkansas scored at a pretty good clip during the regular season, but I mean, it, it just seems like they're, they're in grinded out mode and, and keeping these games close. So yeah. Un- under away for me.
0: That's what I'm saying. I'm saying, uh, give me the under on that. That's I, I'm, now what game do you feel better about uh, the Arkansas game or the Houston game? I think I feel Honestly, better about the, the Arkansas plus four. Yeah,
1: probably. Because you still have the one day gap between the Houston games where, I mean, they went, they didn't have to go too hard, but once again, very short bench, you're out of town, you know, you don't get the treatment like you want. And then next thing you know, your sh- shots are coming up short, you know, yeah. I, I've seen Arkansas train with bricks in their hands, uh, you know, Morgan Wooten, DeMatha High School style. My and, dad's uh,
0: high school. My dad played for one Morgan Wooten. There we go. Uh, woot, woot. Yeah. Indeed. Hey, I went to his basketball camp. He said, Colby, you're not very good. All right. <laughs> I went to
1: Nolan Richardson's basketball camp, and he is the most terrifying man that I had ever met when I was 10 years old. Yeah. Absolutely uh, terrifying. Was he friendly at least? No. It was like, everybody come in and shut up. <laughs> like, you know, he was making like his his like quick his you know, his 10-minute appearance at the week-long basketball camp and was just, you know,
0: brutal. Ready to brutal. yeah,
1: ready to just let it go.
0: Dude, I have a buddy that went to Magic Johnson's basketball camp here in LA and he he uh he is Middle Eastern and he grew he was growing up and he goes, "Magic Johnson showed up one day. We paid like $2,000 for his camp. He showed up one day and he picked like this black dude that was like the most athletic guy and he said, the news cameras were there and he's like, okay. And then he picks me to defend him right as a guy who barely knows the rules of basketball. And then he's like, so not only do I go up and get like dunked on right away as, as uh, you know, I'm probably uh, you know, 10 years old or 11 years old. And he goes, then bad enough. after we leave, we stop at the gas station to get gas and damn if magic Johnson isn't right in front of us gassing up. So I have my magic Johnson basketball camp shirt on. And he's like, my dad goes, hey, Magic, do you think you can sign? My son's at your camp. And he goes, Magic's off hours now. (laughs) I'm like, dude, he's going to your fucking basketball camp. You just embarrassed him on on national TV. You couldn't sign his fucking shirt.
1: (laughs) I'm going to give you three guesses. Who was my three on three teammate at Nolan Richardson basketball camp?
0: Three guesses. I'm I'm going like it's got to be Williamson or something, right? It's got to be. Someone from the Arkansas basketball team. No Arkansas roots, but wait, hold on. He was your teammate though. So it can't be my teammate in the nine in the nineties. So someone later that was playing for Arkansas, perhaps never played for Arkansas. His dad ran track for Arkansas. He played for
1: Ohio state. Ooh. Ooh. He was a grizzly then a,
0: a jazz. Oh, Oh, Conley, Mike Conley. I Mike didn't Conley even Jr. He was, was from play,
1: Arkansas. He was significantly younger than than me and my friend AJ, and was playing up a couple a couple uh, years, and uh, was hands down the best player on our our three on three basketball camp team. But yeah, Mike, wow. Mike Conley Jr. was, wow. was there.
0: Look at your man, all your camps. You got Derek Fisher. My camps had nobody. Yep. It had my Pey- camps had NC Nick. All right, Peyton Hillis, <laughs> little league teammate. There you yeah, go. Man. I'm great by osmosis. Motherfuckers. (laughs) All right. So look, uh, look, I think the best play for me is Arkansas plus four. I am on Houston minus two. Why not parlay Arkansas money line and Houston uh, minus two. So I,
1: I have one legal online sports book in, in Arkansas. Now they got it up just before March Madison. They offer these combo bets that are essentially just, uh, parlays of the total and the and the uh, the money line or the spread. I see Arkansas on the money line under 147 and a half and I can get it at plus 340.
0: Whoo, Ooh. Let's ride it. I need to uh, what, what what I I wonder if I can find that out here.
1: I'm just I I'm happy for you that my nipples aren't exposed right now because they would be getting <laughs> all sorts of attention right now with that yeah. that big number. Yeah,
0: I'm happy for myself too. Uh look, uh yeah, I'm all over that folks. I, I really like the over and I'm, look. I'm not tr- traditionally like a huge over under guy, but I'll say like I like both of these. I like the under in the Arkansas Duke game. I like the over in Houston Villanova. <laughs> Let's have some fun. Subscribe to the College Basketball Experience, folks. And the other two Elite Eight games we'll have you covered uh, later as we, as uh, you know time reveals who they are uh, after tonight's game. So subscribe to the College Basketball Experience. Go. It's a, you guys need to subscribe to the Wolf of Motherfucking Oaklawn because this guy giving me hot tips on Oaklawn. That's a that's a racetrack in Arkansas. If you didn't know, uh, we 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 were in Vegas last week. We cashed on some of those ponies. The Wolf don't fuck around. All right. Oh shit, you're sending the Wolf. Yeah, I am sending the Wolf. All right, and you can follow him on Twitter at of Oak Lawn. That's Oaklawn. That's O A K L A W N. If you can't spell fucking Oaklawn. Uh, Give him a follow, and and he's gonna be. You're gonna see him all over some sports gambling podcast stuff in the future. Big Arkansas fan. You better believe we're gonna we're gonna be talking Sam Pittman and how to make a fucking pulled pork sandwich. All right, we're gonna have all that stuff coming. So subscribe. I'm on Twitter at dcolbyd. The College Basketball Experience is on Twitter at tce on sgpn and the Sports Gambling Podcast Networks on Twitter at the SGP network. Give them all a follow, and remember to check out the Slack channel, Sports Gambling Podcast, and the SGPN app. Go get that thing in the App Store and Google Play Store. It's free to download. It'll have access to all of our picks, podcast content, all that good stuff. It's all free. We're not trying to fucking, we're not trying to charge you stuff. All right, we're not one of these guys that said I'm giving you winners. Wolf of Oaklawn has fucking Arkansas in the national championship, but you don't see him doing some press saying, "Call one eight hundred Wolf of Oaklawn for my hot winners." and, and drop $50. No, we're not doing that. We're giving you free winners. It's a fax. It's
1: a fax for me. I have you have to, you have to fax it in.
0: It's (laughs) it's fax fax it in 1 800 Wolf lawn or I'm sorry, Wolf of Oak lawn. And uh, yeah, serving up hot winners carved right off the bone says his uh, Twitter account. So dude, I chase, I appreciate you hopping on the show, man. And we're going to have you back. We're going to have you back a lot, buddy. Oh,
1: always surprised when I'm allowed back after inviting myself somewhere <laughs> twice.
0: <laughs> you are welcome back, guys. Everyone, give Chase a follow. This is the college basketball experience, Elite Eight style. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here. You come from a land down under?